As consumers, we are bombarded by it at every turn, like the Incredible Hulk being bombarded by gamma rays. But what makes some media endure, while others are banished to the forgotten black hole of obscurity, never to be heard from again? Who or what decides this? Hetero life mate Steve and Yehel want to know, and they want to know now. This is Obscurity Now. now, now, now. Hi, this is Obscurity Now, the only podcast about obscure media. The only thing better than obscure media is women. Don't you agree, my ethnic friend who might die in a car crash someday or airplane I've crash? Been, uh, uh, sorry, I was too busy trying all 32 flavors of women to... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> well played, sir. Well played. Thank you, thank uh, you. Welcome, everyone, to the Obscurity Now uh, podcast. I'm Steve Gaines. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Your hair does look darker, Steve. I was well, going to ask if... Uh, I was actually going to... I should... There, let me get really There you go. It. Yeah. <laughs> that just looks terrible. <laughs> Uh, now, tell me about your Australian father and how he swam your family to L.A. <laughs> yeah. Why would you move? All right, if you're an Olympic swimmer and coach in Australia, why would you move to the U.S., you hell? Why would you move to the U.S.? I don't know. <laughs> don't know. All right, if you're a puzzle as to what we're talking about, let's, let me clear it up for you. Uh, we're discussing uh, rock legend uh, Chris Gaines. Uh, now, there's a lot of uh, speculation that Chris Gaines might actually be Garth Brooks in disguise. <laughs> I mean, I find that highly preposterous. It's an urban legend, really. Like, remember when kids used to say that uh, the the dude from the Wonder Years was Marilyn Manson, but it wasn't true. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Chris Gaines yeah, is his yeah, own man. I mean, from what I understand, uh, there's like 20 years worth of albums. Uh, <laughs> right, right. But, skates put but for some reason, only the greatest hits was, you know, is ever really available to listen to. And another, well, re- and another thing, for some reason, there's only two songs to listen to on YouTube that I could find. Huh. Yeah, that, that is very weird. Well, you know, uh, I did notice uh, that there was a and I don't know why he brought it up, but for some reason, Garth Brooks uh two years ago he said that he's got uh, that there's five more chris gaines albums to put out (laughs) (laughs) i don't know how he would have this inside information i know why he would say this why he would blurt this out you know maybe he's good friends i think i see what's going on here okay so for those of you who don't know garth brooks was like the biggest thing in the 90s maybe next to like (laughs) Like the Spice Girls or something. Pogs. Yeah, it next was Pogs to Pogs. And Garth yeah. Brooks. <laughs> exactly. And if you had a Garth Brooks Pog, mm-mm, you just found the 33rd flavor. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you would have to beat off women with a stick if you had that Garth Brooks Pog. Uh, or exactly. with your actual Pog collection, you'd have to take the tube of Pogs and be like, get away, woman, get away. Uh, <laughs> but all right, so Garth Brooks was a huge uh, country singer. And, uh, all right, obviously, Chris Gaines started to rise in popularity, and he could see the writing on the wall. He was about to get usurped in the, uh, you know, the, the, the billboards or whatever by this young up-and-comer Chris Gaines. So, basically, you know, he did a little, uh, some shady dealings and made it. So, Chris Gaines went away after, like, one album of greatest hits, or after a couple of albums, and then also made it so his movie deal wouldn't work out. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's you know, I'm more of a fan of Crush anyway. Chris Gaines <laughs> previous. <laughs> oh, you mean the punk band Crush? Who? Uh, yeah, who... yeah. Those guys were so punk. Oh. You, you know, Steve? Did you did you know that when they went to go shoot their first music video, they just got there and just refused to do anything? Yeah. Oh man, they're so edgy, so in your face. But what? But what I like? Why even show up? Yeah. <laughs> If that's your plan. <laughs> but what I truly appreciated, you hell, was on the the cover for their first album. Uh, I don't exactly remember the title, but if you look real closely, if you squint, you can see a young Chris Gaines. His hands are in his pockets, but his middle fingers are out. Ho, 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 ho. Man. Oh man! Take 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 that, the man. Yeah, yeah. And then he even says in this documentary, which we're about to discuss, that the finger wasn't to anyone in particular except for the system. Oh man! What yeah, that's a, what it is—the system. What yeah. a rebel! Oh my goodness! Yeah. So, uh, and I don't know. I think System Shock's a pretty good game. <laughs> I didn't even know it was out back then. It's great. Or you know, <laughs> I don't know what? If, I don't know if the timing. Perhaps right. was he talking about System of a Down? Was he against them too? Oh wow! Oh, maybe, maybe, <laughs> uh, maybe it's the System Thirty Two folder in Windows. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> wow, that that's specific. I like it. If uh... That, uh, that, that that one's for you, thirty-two uh, bit Windows ninety-five Windows users. Uh, you know, like. Windows XP and earlier aficionados, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's a lot. If you've got Windows 3.11 for work groups, you've come to the right podcast. <laughs> yeah, this this episode is for people who are like stuck in the most obscure corner of the 90s, listening to Chris Gaines and uh, look, surfing the internet using Windows XP and earlier. Um, so, uh, shall we jump in a little? Whoa, whoa, what's up? Yeah, I, I, I so. I feel like this is like pretty obscure. Oh, yeah. So we probably should uh, explain a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I, we're, I say let's do it. Here we go. Welcome to your feature presentation. This topic is so obscure that, oop, I was going to say that it um, scared away our audience <laughs> which is usually but, but your sister's here but my sister <laughs> showed up yes this would be the kind of thing she would show up for uh for sure so uh hey, historic nerd is here oh. thanks for joining ian mm -hmm. uh your sister just said me i think that was i guess she remembers it but uh mm -hmm. chris Gaines. but ian said don't forget the chris Gaines hidden bonus tracks on the cd oh is man that, is that a thing Did, i mean this is really the first i've uh i've heard of it it was never mentioned in this very uh detailed documentary detailed. that we're about to cover uh that makes did you ever uncover any hidden cds back when you uh collected mm -hmm. <laughs> well or not cds but any hidden tracks on your cds what did you find oh i don't remember any off the top of my head but uh i mean when you like it, it was always pretty easy because if your cd player told you the length of the track mm -hmm. you know and if it was like a 20 minute track or something and the right. song ended in four minutes i mean you knew there was something coming but right. I, I can't remember any off the top of my head well i'll go while you think about it um, I had the cassette of the um, that off Offspring album that everyone had, uh, and if you let the last track play, there's like a version of um, "Come Out and Play," which is just an instrumental that basically just sounds like Middle Eastern music, like like they were actually playing oh, just the weird. sitar track. 
Yeah, it was pretty... maybe Chris Gaines should uh, sing over that one. <laughs> I agree. He should. Uh, he just uh, come out and play. He adds come Gaines. Out and play. <laughs> hey, come hey, out and play. Come out and play. Um, but uh, but the next one that I discovered is uh, I had a They Might Be Giants CD. And this one, I think I found out about it from their website. You actually had to start the first track and then press back on it. So it's actually like a minus, you know, it looks like it's going mm-hmm. yeah, on the CD dial. And yeah, there's a there's a little song there as well. Oh, weird. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Well, you know, I feel like every Chris Gaines song is a bonus track. I thought you were uh, going to say is a hidden track <laughs> because. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that too. Strangely enough. So no one's talking about him except for us. Yeah. Yeah. And Garth Brooks, who. Uh, all right. Spoiler alert, everyone. Chris Gaines is Garth Brooks. No, I refuse to believe it. I, I've got evidence to support otherwise, like this entire documentary we're going to go over, <laughs> uh, which. Uh, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say it, it was wild to me that he did this because he's he did. He created this Chris Gaines character at the height of his popularity. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's I, I mean, I in a way, I applaud him for being so audacious and bold to mm-hmm. being like, eh, I want to create a uh, pop album and I'm going to create this whole crazy backstory. And Garth Brooks did actually write the backstory for Chris. Oh, Gaines. I believe it. <laughs> um, uh, he didn't write any of the songs, though. On the album did you know that i did not know that i uh i know that one of them is kind of like a, a a cover like that's the one that i listened to uh and the other one i wasn't sure who wrote it it wasn't a cover um yeah the one that i listened to that has a video for it it's the uh smile on your brother <laughs> you know that song sure i remember that song vividly uh in high school we all loved it all of his gainers. That's what, no, that's, what we, mean, that's what us Chris Gaines fans call ourselves, the gainers. <laughs> I, I prefer to call my sect of the Chris Gaines universe the Gainiacs, the Chris Gainiacs. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, you know that original song. It's like a 70s song. It's, I mean, maybe your parents yeah, 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 around yeah, listening yeah. to it, but mine sure did. Uh, I've heard it before. But okay, all right, I'm going to entertain the idea that Garth Brooks is, uh, is act, you know, created uh, Chris Gaines, although I'm not exactly 100% sold on it. Um, but yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, it's pretty interesting. I mean, I mean, I submit this to you, Yehel. Like, <laughs> what if Estancia would have gotten bigger than Crush? And then, you know, Andy... I don't know, quit for some reason, because obviously he was the one with like most of the talent first. And then, you know, every and all of a sudden the eye was on you and then like you went uh, solo and you got huge, like Garth Brooks, huge. Would you uh, like, <laughs> is there a specific genre of music you'd be like, you know, I really want to dabble in this and I really need to create a character to go mm. along with it. Is that how maybe, you- maybe like, like like old standards? Like, uh, you know, Frank Sinatra, those kind of songs. Like, that might be like a fun thing to do, you know, and you mm-hmm. could create like a like a crooner right. character. Do you watch? Uh, <laughs> I think you should leave. You watch. I tried it. I couldn't get into it. Man. I didn't oh, think it was funny. man. Everyone I know thinks that's funny. Even the comedians I work with think it's funny. But oh, well, uh, no big deal. Uh, so, all right. Thank you for letting it slide. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll allow it. I mean, any fan of Chris Gaines is like a brother in arms over here. Uh, so. <laughs> so, all right. So, yeah, basically, 
as uh, Yahel said, um, maybe, uh, allegedly, Chris Gaines is the creation of uh, Garth Brooks. And, um, yeah, and what we're watching here is uh, Behind the Life of Chris Gaines, which is a mockumentary or rock documentary about uh, the life of um, Chris Gaines, and um, which is basically... Yeah, basically, it's, uh, you know, the people that make Behind the Music, they just made a Behind the Music episode for Chris Gaines. And, um, yeah, like, sometimes the Behind the Music episodes would have, like, their own, like, alternate titles. Sometimes it would just be Behind the Music Metallica or whoever. But, yeah, this is... If you don't know that garth brooks like is this person you could easily be fooled into thinking that this is a real musician you never heard of uh you'd be wondering what happened how i've never heard of this person because it is super detailed Mm -hmm. the backstory and i know we're going to get into it in more detail as we go along but it's super detailed and they talk a lot about how he had like this band before and like 20 years of albums that have been put out and blah 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 and they created like a bunch of like they took so many pictures of Garth Brooks, <laughs> like in so many outfits and with so many different looks. Uh, and they did a great job of making it look like, wow, this is a guy that's been around for a long time. They even, uh, you know, have pictures of him in his quote unquote youth. It's it's an actor. Yeah, I uh, love how his face is usually always obscured, no matter what uh, picture. Yeah. It's always, like, it's like, I got hair. Well, they do, they've got a few pictures, like from the, yeah, when he's couple, younger. But they usually. But. Yeah. I love the explanation as to why his face looks different now. <laughs> right, right. What, what happened, Steve? Why doesn't Garth Brooks, uh, or excuse me, Chris Gaines, modern-day Chris Gaines, look like he did when he was younger? Oh, well, he got in a uh, very uh, vicious uh, car accident, which, like, before I really, before I watched this and dove really deep into uh, Chris Christery, let's call it that. <laughs> uh, before I, I dove into the Christery of it all, I, I just assumed that they would go with the obvious. Because, like, you know, when you hear that a uh, rock musician or celebrity got into a car accident, it's usually why is you, the reason usually? Because they were drunk? Yes, exactly. But see, that's that's the interesting thing about Chris Gaines is that. He's supposed to that's be, not his addiction. N- exactly. That's yeah. That's the thing is that Chris Gaines is supposed to be like this edgy, like, uh, and he kind of looks like. Uh, actually, to me, who does he look like to you? Who who does he look like to you? Um, I I, I don't have anybody in particular that I can I can like pinpoint. He, he does look familiar though for some reason as Chris Gaines. For a while, like, all right, it. it I was really scratching my noodle, and then I think I figured Trent it out. Trent Reznor? Yes, you got it. You got it. Because I remember I would go yeah. over to my uh, my friend's house in middle school, and uh, his older brother had all this uh, wacky you know, music stuff on the walls. And one of them is that picture of Trent Reznor like this with his hair all down and stuff. So when you look at Chris Gaines, you think his music is going to be <laughs> – you know, maybe some sort of like edgy industrial, you know, maybe if you saw a picture of him in the later 2000s, you were like, oh, this guy's like totally emo. But then when you listen mm-hmm. to it, it's just the most like basic. It's the most. Yeah. Like very benign pop music. Yeah, Be- Beatles influenced. Like, uh, like, I mean, you can I, I meant to look up to see how old like Garth Brooks was when all this Chris Gaines stuff was going around. But uh, it seems like he missed like the uh, the punk and uh, 
like new wave like era of music because all of his like pop stuff just sounds very you know like late 60s early 70s like uh dad rock basically maybe yeah. not even dad yeah, sure. mom and dad rock I, I do want to point out we've got uh in the chat ian uh historic nerd mentioned uh how he just remembered how it all crumbled when he uh aka garth brooks fell in love with mango uh and i've <laughs> what a reference that's so what he's well yeah it's a great reference so uh garth brooks at one point hosted saturday night live mm-hmm. we talked and about this, uh yeah. Yeah, and he, the musical guest was Chris Gaines. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, there was a sketch with Mango, uh, Chris Kattan character. Right. Uh, he also uh, mentioned in reference to when you were saying, who does he look like? He said, uh, the lead singer of just about every alternative band from the, between 1990 and 1999. Yeah. And yeah, I could definitely see that. I could that. see him like singing lead for Creed. Like, but it, it's sad. Even Creed sounds edgier than Chris Gaines. <laughs> oh, 100%. Hey, I, I got to be honest. Creed, they've got a couple bangers, as the kids would say. <laughs> I mean, they're... Bullets? Bullets is pretty, pretty good. I mean, I can't get and... The only one I know is uh, with arms wide open. <laughs> Maybe we should do a Creed uh, deep oh. dive. God, no way, man. I, the reason, or maybe I, you could say that a couple of Creed songs are decent, but they were played so much in the 90s that I despise them. Like, I can't stand listening to a Creed song. You know, they were be, being played everywhere. Like, I just couldn't take it any longer. But uh, um, Similar to Garth Brooks, who was also played everywhere. Uh, uh, well, he was huge. I, and I actually, I'm not a country music fan, but I do like quite a few of his songs. I, I think he's a, he's a good songwriter. Yeah, I, again, I mean, I was vehemently against country music in the 90s. Um, I've at least country pop, like I've at least tried to listen to it with like an open ear, if you will, like uh, in the, you know, in the present. But I don't know, like I just, it's just not the right kind of energy for me. Like I just don't know what to do to it. Yeah, that's totally fair. Yeah. Uh, by the way, he was uh, 37 when he did the Chris Gaines character. Okay, so but, um, that sound, that makes sense. Yeah, should we, uh, should we dive into the, uh, the mockumentary? Yeah, I just uh, wanted to talk about... Did you have um, some I just want to talk Garth about facts. behind the music real quick, and then if you've got Garth oh, sure. facts, I would love to hear them. Uh, basically, uh, VH1's Behind the Music ran from 1997 to uh, 2021, 275 episodes, 20 seasons in all... And uh, this particular, uh, it's weird. If you go onto the wiki for Behind the Music, uh, they don't even really count this as a real episode. Like this, plus a few others, are kind of considered like their own, I guess, self-contained thing. I mean, because obviously since it's, you know, possibly not real, I guess they didn't want to count it. Um, (laughs) And uh, yeah, this particular episode, Behind the Life of Chris Gaines, premiered November 24th, uh, 1999. Uh, What's your thoughts on uh, Behind the Music? Uh, first of all, I do want to say hello to Smoke Monster, who's Smokey. here. He said, uh, "I hate." Ooh. He uh, said he hates country music so much with all his heart. All so right. You're uh, in the a right bro- spot. A, another brother in arms for you. <laughs> uh, so uh, I loved Behind the Music. I watched it pretty much religiously, even if it was on a band or a musician that I didn't care about. Mm-hmm. It was usually, uh, you know, really interesting, and it was really well put together from from what I remember. Sure. Did, were you like me? Did you watch it and be like, oh, yeah, that's how my life's going to be when I get older and join a band? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's going to be me doing uh, snorting ants just like Ozzy Osbourne <laughs> did. I remember, <laughs> I remember that. 
Yeah, I think it's actually on the Motley Crew uh, behind the music that they talk about that. Right. I think Nikki Six is telling the story of when they first met Ozzy. Mm, yeah, I... but uh, yeah, I, I like behind the music. I, I don't remember watching this though oh, when I, it aired. Um, no, I didn't. <laughs> I I knew like Chris Gaines was Garth Brooks, mm. like because I remember it. It wasn't like a secret, like Entertainment Tonight and those kind of shows. I mean, they were they would talk about it about how you know this was like his next project or whatever right but the whole idea was that there was going to be a movie called the lamb and garth it was going to be produced by paramount the the makers of uh star trek <laughs> and mission uh, impossible <laughs> yeah i guess uh so anyways the lamb was going to be uh it was going to star garth brooks and the character he was going to play was going to be chris gaines so it was going to be about this like rock star who had like this crazy life and he mm -hmm. died and under questionable circumstances. So all this Chris Gaines stuff was kind of to uh, the the behind the music, the uh, SNL appearance, uh, the album that was put out. It was all like done ahead of the movie to like start promoting it. Right. And, I, you know, it's a pretty unique way to like promote a movie. Now, the albums ended up selling going double platinum, mm -hmm. uh, which is good. Sure. It's actually great. However, it was way less than they were expecting mm. um, to to sell. And overall, generally, the public had like a pretty lukewarm reaction to the whole concept mm. and also to um, a lot of the I, I guess the, the album itself. It was reviewed kind of middle of the road to to, to good, but not like, oh, this is a masterpiece. Right. Or anything. Well, I mean, and that's what I could say about Chris Gaines, like overall, is that again, he. He looks edgy, and you think he's going to have, uh, you know, maybe like a backstory similar to, uh, you mentioned Motley Crue, <laughs> uh, like one of those guys. But, uh, you know, there's, and he, you could tell he wanted to have some edge, but he just couldn't go far enough. Like, you could tell yeah. he didn't want to have anything to do with drugs and alcohol, which, <laughs> I mean, pretty much that's synonymous with you know the the typical rock uh rock star lifestyle that he's kind of emulating or borrowing from whatever you want to say and and i think even worse comes in the music where as we said it's the most generic sounding pop you could possibly yeah. imagine uh, i actually like wait when vanilla ice went new metal oh i thought you meant uh, ice t when he was in body count like yeah that, that, that was for for those only listening that was smoke monster in the chat mentioned that uh Chris Gaines here looks a little bit like Vanilla Ice when he went new metal. I, I kind of agree, it's actually. Because of the soul patch. That's that's why. Mm. But uh, before I forget, I want to say, okay, so uh, it was no secret that, um, as you said, that Garth Brooks was uh, Chris Gaines, and you know it was part of the publicity tour and everything. You know what else it reminds me of? <laughs> Come on, you uh, think uh, think wrestling. Final tap? No, 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 no. Think wrestling. Think TNA. A certain ex WWE guy who went there and then just decided out of nowhere. I mean, he was a huge guy, and then he decided he wanted to be a different guy. But they, everyone wanted to make sure you knew that it was this guy being this guy. Y you gotta know. Oh my God! Oh, uh, was it Goldust? No, 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 no. Uh, I'll give you one more guess, and then I'll tell you. All right. Um... Oh my God! Uh, who was the guy that did? Was, I can't remember. He was his name. part of a tag team, a very successful tag team. You're gonna have to tell me. Jeff Hardy, Willow. Oh, that's right, yeah. Willow. How could I forget about Willow? Okay, we should do a Willow deep dive one day. Yeah, but uh, for those of you who didn't watch TNA back in like the early to mid 2000s, uh, Jeff Hardy 
just out of nowhere decided he wanted to be like one of his earlier characters called Willow. And you could tell like, you know, the company just like wasn't into it. So basically when he came out, they're like, oh, look, it's Willow, the alter ego of Jeff Hardy. That way you knew it was actually him beneath yeah, the mask. Yeah, because he was wearing a mask. Right, because nobody knew who Chris Gaines was despite the huge publicity but push. I will say this, much like uh, Garth Brooks, I will give uh, Jeff Hardy credit when he did the Willow character, he would wrestle differently, a different style. He changed his promo style, his whole look. I mean, it wasn't good, but <laughs> I do appreciate. No, I appreciate the commitment and attention to detail. Uh, and and there's a lot of detail in this mockumentary for um, Chris Gaines. I should mention that the movie uh, The Lamb it was never made uh, because of the poor reception to the yeah, album. I saw and, that. Um, yeah. All right, uh, real quick, I'm going to talk about some of the people who worked on this uh, documentary. Uh, there's two directors here mentioned, one uh, Michael McNamara, and he has directed 11 episodes of Behind the Music and uh, basically worked on this show called CMT Crossroads, like all the way till uh, current day, and then did a whole bunch of reality TV. And then we've got Christopher Mendel, and he's the director and producer and uh, the, really the only other thing he has uh, directed is something called In Search of History. And obviously this was um, distributed by uh, VH1. And uh, <laughs> wow, it's so weird that we have uh, an actual cast list for a real life documentary, but we, <laughs> we have some, uh, we have a couple of actors in this documentary. Uh, do you- That's so strange. Do you have the list in front of you? I do. So we've got Garth. Bro oh, by the way, first, I do want to say Creative KV basically brought his own um, uh, No Fear shirt of the week in the comments. And I, I don't know, maybe it's because I had a little something to smoke uh, earlier, but it cracked me up. Something that he made up is he said, chatting something funny takes guts, taking guts. Takes guts, no fear. <laughs> I would wear that. That's that's good that stuff. Like that might be too good for a no fear shirt. I, I feel uh, really bad. KV we also... didn't have one this week. Now, <laughs> oh well. Yeah, Creative KV says, "LOL, love you guys. Protect your your guts from the weirdos out there." Thanks, Creative. Thank you. KV. That's good advice. So the cast: Garth Brooks uh, stars as the aforementioned Chris Gaines. Mm -hmm. uh, I think everyone knows who he is. We've got Martin Joseph who plays Tommy Levitz. Mm -hmm. Uh, which is uh, Garth Brooks' best friend uh, who dies tragically. Spoiler alert! You know, don't forget to mention that it's, <laughs> it's his uh, his ethnically diverse best friend. That's important. Uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't think like that was like uh, they they don't make it like a thing. No, no, they don't. I mean, it. I just think it's I just think it's interesting. Like, I just I wonder I, if he was like, uh, all right, so how can we make sure? Like, this is Garth Brooks talking. It's like, how can we make sure? That we don't, they don't know that uh, Chris Gaines is me. All right, first off, we, you know, we've got Trent Reznor wig and a soul patch, and it's like, ha, I, they never suspect that I had friends of a different color. <laughs> Let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Garth Brooks has always kind of been known as being, you know, he's, pretty. Um, he seems he's like a liberal. very down to earth guy. I'm just joking, I, God. He, well, I, ju I just don't want people to be smir to, to think that we're besmirching the good name of Garth Brooks. He's, he's from, had so much by, money, he could make us disappear faster than Chris Gaines himself. But he wouldn't. No, he wouldn't. No, he You wouldn't. know why, Steve? Because he's got friends in low places like us. <laughs> oh, All right? Wow. All right. Let, do you know any other uh, Garth Brooks song titles? Please work them in. Maybe I, I, I'll I get I the do, reference. I do, but I, I, I got to wait uh, to try and work them okay. in. Okay. But uh, anyways, so... 
Martin uh, Joseph uh, plays uh, his best friend who, for whatever reason, they made his character have his pilot's license at 16 years of age. Oh, man, that was, I mean, why should we jump into it now? Like, because that was another thing that, see, all right, this is the story that I created for Chris Gaines in my mind. Because, like, basically what sort of kickstarted this whole deep dive into Chris Gaines was, I think someone posted the trailer for this on uh, on TikTok, and I was watching it, and I thought it looked bad and hilarious. So, you know, those those are the key things we look for here at Obscurity Now. Um, and uh, they, it mentioned that, you know, his friend, you know, died in a, in a car crash. So immediately in my brain, and I guess it's my writer brain or whatever, I don't know, he's like, oh, man, how messed up that that uh you know chris gaines messed up his face in the car crash that also took his friend's life no no for whatever reason uh tommy here decided he wanted to go for like a midnight jet ride or something and crashed his cessna like in the middle in the middle of nowhere and died and like Mm. it's just i mean shouldn't they have gone the other way what what say you i mean it's kind of like a trope like a behind the music trope because a lot of episodes involve somebody like crashing, usually because they're drunk, and it's usually a car. Right. But um, I don't know. Uh, I, I it, it's odd, but like, I feel like everything about Chris Gaines' background and history is odd, because it everything is so detailed. Um, like I mean, like Gar- we already kind of touched on it a little bit. The in the early in the documentary, they start talking about uh, his parents which is a very typical thing you would see on Behind the Music. Mm-hmm. And his parents are like, they were Australian. <laughs> for no reason. Uh, but then they, for no reason, his dad was an Olympic swimmer. Again, for no reason. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they moved to L.A. Mm-hmm. And they wanted like, uh, they wanted Chris Gaines to become a swimmer or his dad did. You know, there's all this like backstory stuff. And see, and, and but this is the thing is that, all right, I mean, if he really wanted to try to be different, then I respect that. But, like, I feel like it was, oh, I need to create this edgy guy, but without offending as many people as possible. Because, I mean, what's, like, the stereotype of, like, uh, uh, the controlling dad? Like, where do they usually work or come from? Uh, The South? No, I I was going to say the military. Oh, okay. I mean, isn't that it? Like... Usually? Yeah, sure. The military, the police. Those I mean, people. in the movies, like that's yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Basically, no, it's, it's a like, trope. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. It's a trope. So, but I don't know. Either Garth Brooks was trying to be different, or if he, or he was like, "Ooh, I really have a big, uh, I have a big military fan base. I don't want to offend him. So, who can I offend? Swimmers. A lot of not a lot of swimmers. Why listen to Garth I Brooks? So. I, I genuinely don't think he had any of that stuff in mind, to be honest. I, I highly doubt it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I suspect he was just like trying to think of like, oh, what's because and the, the other reason, too, why I don't think like country music isn't politicized the way it is now back then in 1999, you hey, know, not in this town. <laughs> I forgot you're not in a very large town. Uh, <laughs> no, no, that's a reference to a song. Oh, I thought uh, you were referencing uh, don't try that or you can't try that in a small time, yeah. that new current controversial. Yeah, yeah, that's what yeah I'm talking that's, about. Okay, all right. Wow. Pfft, all right. Yeah. Continue. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, uh, so, you know, because if you listen to country music, even like up to the 90s and early 2000s, it's a lot. It's not like particularly like pro 
police or pro-military. In fact, there's plenty, many songs about like the the character in the country song getting the best of the police, you know. Right, that right. I mean, and, and that's what I'm saying. I'm saying he created this person, this Chris Gaines, to be as inoffensive as possible so as many people as possible could, you know, enjoy the music. That's all I'm saying. I don't I I suspect he was not thinking about that at all in 1999. Now, if this was a character that you know he made up today, mm-hmm. maybe he would take some of that stuff in into mind mm-hmm. because you know just the landscape of everything is different. But sure, sure. Um, all right. Well, who's the rest of this any, cast? Anyways, yeah, yeah. So Martin Joseph, we're not even past the first guy. Thankfully, there's only like four. Even though there's way more than four people in the documentary, right. there's only like four listed, and they do have end credits, mm-hmm. which at the end of the documentary, saying who was who, everybody was played by. But I wasn't gonna deal with all that. But anyways, so this guy, Martin Joseph, he probably has like the most interesting and extensive um, uh, IMDb here. He didn't do a lot of acting; only nine roles, two of them, or one of them being this one. Um, but he is a casting director for what was a casting director for what not to wear for a little while. Also a casting director for queer eye and pawn stars, um, tackle my ride, like all this, like reality I'm stuff. Surprised he didn't he was cast also... uh, 100 humans, but, uh, I would have met him by <laughs> yeah. then. Yeah. Well, he was in a, he was a producer an assistant producer on one episode of Dr. Phil. And then he was like, this is too weird for me. <laughs> I... And, and this is coming from somebody who was in Chris Gaines' fake documentary. Right. <laughs> well, he, he is was a, also he is a fake doctor, so that kind of works out, right? Yeah. Uh, he was also the senior associate producer for 136 episodes of Star Trek. No, of Judge Karen. <laughs> I've never even heard of Judge Karen. Yeah, me either. But uh, anyways, uh, then we've got Maria Co- Costa mm-hmm. playing. Maria Costa. Mm, wow. Uh, what a stretch. She got to keep her name. Mm. Uh, she doesn't have a lot. Uh, well, she's got like 16 things. Uh, I did find it interesting. She, I guess, has like a one-woman show that she wrote mm. called Maria Costa's Macho Men and the Women Who Love Them. Okay. All right. Interesting. And uh, I didn't watch any of it, but I did read some reviews, and apparently it's very, very good. Mm. Uh, and she's known as the, uh, Luc- the Latina Lucille Ball. Wow. Yeah, who knew? Uh, We've got Ted Larkin as the highway patrolman. He's only in one scene. I don't really know why he's credited here. This guy must be desperate Uh, for some credits. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, he's still doing stuff. He did something in 2021 called Hot Water, but, uh, you know, I know him best as the cop from Unsolved, the murders of Tupac and Notorious (laughs) B.I.G. Then we've got Anthony Mindell, who plays Ryan Duffy, who, if I remember correctly, was one of the... um, uh, band members from Crush. Mm, I wonder if he's um, re- get, related to uh, the director slash producer over here, Christopher Men- Mindell. Well, I don't know, but he's mostly a writer and director, uh, mostly shorts that he's written himself mm-hmm. also. Um, so he's has also um, some producer credits. Um, so yeah, he looks like he's still working, but nothing major. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is the cast that we are going to discuss. But I do have a few... God, I can't believe we haven't even like really started talking about the. We're not going to go beat by beat over the mockumentary <laughs> because there's too much. I think we're just going to touch on some of our favorite highlights. But I do have a few Chris Gaines facts. Okay. Chris Gaines has his own custom Fender guitar. Oh, oh man. <laughs> if you would have played that in Estancia, we'd be superstars by now. I know. I know. So for those that don't know, because we mentioned Estancia a couple of times, that was the band 
that Steve and I were in together many years ago. Where we and met. We almost made it to uh, a reality TV show competition on Fuse. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, that's our only claim to fame. <laughs> yeah. Um, it says, so apparently the Chris Gaines songs are mostly uh, old demos. Um, and again, not written by um, by Garth Brooks. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, uh, Garth Brooks was listening to some of the songs that end up getting used in the early 90s because he knew the guy who wrote them. Mm-hmm. So Garth Brooks like just liked these songs. They were instrumentals. Um, the Chris Gaines project is Trisha Yearwood's favorite Garth Brooks album, Garth Brooks album. And for those that don't know, Trisha Yearwood, famous country music superstar in her own right, and Garth Brooks' wife. Oh, <laughs> I would you think uh, she makes them wear the wig, you know, when the, when the doors are closed and they're about to get erotic? Uh, maybe. I don't, I'm just going to assume yes. I, you know, I've had to think so I've, much about Garth Brooks and sex uh, this, <laughs> these last two days. That's another Because we're going to get into yeah, yes, we the will. addiction yeah. that Garth Brooks gave Chris Gaines. So they almost released the Chris Gaines album anonymously. Childish Gambino, a.k.a. Uh, Donald Glover, covered Lost in You, the I Chris Gaines that. song. Yeah. Um, and those are my um, Chris Gaines facts. Mm. <laughs> wow, wow. Oh, my God. Smoke Monster wrote in the chat, uh, speaking of when he's going to make love. The wig stays on. <laughs> I bet it does. I bet it does. Uh, I'm about to get lost in you, baby. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Oh, my God. He also wrote, who wants a soul patch right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Nailed it. If you're only listening, you need to Google some pictures of uh, Chris Gaines. Yeah. You won't be disappointed. No, you won't. Um, I'll say... Uh, Okay, so man, we've already talked about so much. Like, at a, calling his first band like a uh, crush, a punk band, was just laughable to me. But um, yeah, so basically, oh, and, and they said that like they were they got together in high school, um, and like Chris Gaines was obsessed with Trevor, who ends up becoming his best friend and bandmate, mm-hmm. the guy that flies planes. And as teenagers, they played the Troubadour. Right. Uh, Whiskey a Go Go, mm-hmm. and a few other places I can't remember, but uh, they have like fake flyers that they made up for the yeah. show, for the for those shows, and uh, they very they did a really good job of making them look like they were flyers from like you know fifteen twenty years ago or whatever. So sure. kudos. Yeah, yeah. I mean the whole uh, production. I mean as you said earlier, it feels uh, totally legit. It's excellent. Yeah, it's excellent. <laughs> it is. Uh, so uh, yeah, I mean, if you missed out on behind the music, I mean, you should definitely go uh, check it out. But yeah, basically, just like with any behind the music documentary, um, it like starts out with highlights, and <laughs> and this is what uh, drew me to this project, if you will. Like at the v- very beginning, they talk about Chris Gaines, and it shows. Uh, I think it was his later manager because. Chris Gaines, of course, like I guess one of the tropes of um, being a rock star is that, of course, you have a manager who like uh, rips you off or mismanages you. So mm-hmm. he had like a Karen manager first and then he had like a, you know, a man, non-Karen manager second. And he's like being interviewed at the beginning going like, I went into his room and he had more women than there are like fingers on my hand or like something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they have all these weird descriptions of whenever they're talking about Chris Gaines' uh, sexual appetite, yes. which is unquenchable. And, uh, and yeah, that's the other trope that we sorely touched, uh, briefly touched on. And that, uh, you know, usually when you watch these uh, behind the musics, uh, especially if it's on like, you know, the 80s hair metal type, they all 
get addicted to drugs and alcohol and then have to kick it and they're resurrected or whatever. Uh, I guess Garth Brooks thought that would be too cliche for one Chris Gaines. So instead, he's uh, gave him a sex addiction. <laughs> like, I, And I wonder, like, what does this say about Garth Brooks? Like, is Garth Brooks secretly like a sexual deviant? Like, he. I mean, who wouldn't want to like? And that makes me wonder. Is like, is the real Garth Brooks like such like sort of a regular like one woman guy that you know he? He's wholesome. He's yes, very wholesome. He's a very wholesome guy. So of course, like, I mean, his idea of like an edgy sort of alter ego who's not him is just a guy who just has sex with a lot of girls, but doesn't care about drugs and alcohol, I guess. Yeah. I, I, I wonder if he just didn't want to make drugs and alcohol look cool. Right. See, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. I, I could see that. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, maybe he was concerned about like how that might influence but a sex addiction, knocking up random girls and possibly getting VD. That's perfectly okay. That's perfectly fine. Hey man, sometimes the thunder rolls, uh, and lightning strikes. Are those and... Garth Brooks? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you just gotta go get lost in a couple of women. <laughs> I, Smoke Monster just basically summed up what I was about to say. Maybe Garth Brooks is Chris Gaines' mask. See, all right. I was thinking that. All right. If if Chris Gaines is the mask, I would say you could um, run that backwards. And Garth Brooks reminds me of another Garth with a certain last name. Garth Marenghi. Yeah, exactly. I mean, sitting yeah. there, like, listening to Chris Gaines talk reminds me of Garth Marenghi so much. He's got this, like, faux, mysterious mm -hmm. voice, and he's always talking about him, how he's, you know, having sex with 31 flavors of girls, and, like... Uh, <laughs> like... We got to explain that, but, but since you brought up uh, how he talks, uh, how does Garth... Uh, uh, excuse me, Chris Gaines talk? Oh, he talks really... He's really low and soft-spoken, kind of like this, and he doesn't really get too excited about things, but he loves telling you that, you know, one time there was a chainsaw on tour. Yeah, there was. <laughs> oh, that's right. So it's super early in the documentary. They're, like, doing, like, their cold open, and they're like, oh, he was a crazy musician. Oh, he was addicted to, to, to sex. sex. Oh, yeah. he did this. and. Uh, he was nuts. And then they cut to a guy. He's like, well, uh, I come over to get ready to pick him up for a tour. And I see he's packing a chainsaw. And then they cut, and to, then they him. cut to Chris Gaines. That's right. He, there was a chainsaw on tour. And they never explained why there was a chainsaw <laughs> they on explained. tour. They never explained it. They never come back to it. And that and that that cold open is what attracted me to, do, to doing this. Yeah. Uh, and I should mention, I've, I've put the link uh, in the chat to the Vimeo version. I think it's on YouTube as well. But mm -hmm. from what I remember... The quality on Vimeo was better mm -hmm. of the upload. Um, and, it's like 45 minutes. Uh, if you are just listening to this, if you just Google uh, be, <laughs> behind the life of Chris Gaines, Vimeo, it'll come up. Uh, several right. options will come you up. You could also, if you really wanted to go take a deep dive, I mean, get lost in Chris Gaines, you could also watch, I guess it was a um, an NBC concert special that they did. That is yeah. on archive.org. Uh, now, I didn't watch it, but you can if you want to. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but you Ganiacs can... Uh... Right, right, exactly. But yeah, that's the that's the weird or kind of, I don't know, interesting thing about Chris Gaines is uh, I think he was also sort of, I don't know, tailored to Garth Brooks because he wanted to make sure it was something that he could actually like pull off. Because I, I think if he really was as outlandish and crazy as they want him to be, 
he'd have to be like maybe a little more over the top, kind of like a, um, who was the guy who sang for, um, for Van Halen, um, the first singer? Oh, um, yeah, uh, Roth. Uh, yeah, David Dave, Lee Roth. like a guy like David Lee Roth, like, you know, just really hyper and over the top. But like Garth Brooks, you know, Garth Brooks is here, so he has to make a guy whose energy is like down here. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you know, again, he's got friends in low places. Um, there you go. But uh, yeah, the 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 sex addiction thing. What's interesting is that it comes up every other segment. Yeah. Someone is talking. They're working in that this guy loves to fuck. Right. right. And uh, the 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 flavors thing we should mention. So uh, Randy, one of his bandmates, is interviewed from Crush, and. He just like, I don't even think it's what he's initially talking about. Then he just suddenly throws in, you know, some guys that can go uh, to an ice cream store and, uh, you know, they like vanilla and that's what they get. They get their flavor that they like. Mm-hmm. But Garth Bro- uh, excuse me, Chris Gaines, he's got to try all 32 flavors, <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, we get it. Right. We know right. what you mean. And then I, I think, though, the, the, the worst slash best um, sex addict segment is when one of his previous women that he's bedded and they they interview plenty of them mm-hmm. she talks about how like one time chris wanted to have a threesome with me and my sister and i was like no way but my sister of course she was up for it <laughs> what? <laughs> See, what why is that stuff okay but drugs and alcohol are not i mean as long as you have chris Gaines kick the habit like you know, a little down the line, like, uh, but the funny thing is that he doesn't even really kick the sex addiction habit. It's just at the, at the end, he does, he gets therapy for it. Does he? Yeah. He, yeah. He gets therapy for it because his girlfriend, Maria Costa was going to break up with him because he kept banging other women and he's finally, okay. All right. Right. (laughs) Could you you imagine arguing with a Chris Gaines as like one of his girlfriends, like you walk in and he's, under a pile of women he's like chris what is this and he's this is just me baby this is chris gaines (laughs) this is what you signed up for like didn't i tell you i'm a sex addict this is what sex addicts do well you want to do some blow no chris gaines ain't about the blow he's only about the 31 flavors of women unless i'm the one getting blow yeah (laughs) but um the yeah like the sex addict and then he talks about how like in therapy he learned that the reason why he's addicted uh is because you know he's always been looking for validation and love because his father they say that like his mom is interviewed and she says in her australian accent that um i don't i never i can't remember hearing him say it but his father must have said that he loved him sometime right right it's (laughs) so it's like he's never been told i love you yeah, it's uh, that so. classic, yeah, blame blame daddy. <laughs> yeah, um, and his dad gets cancer and he right. dies and like they never like patched up their relationship. But uh, so another thing that he says about the um, whole uh, sex addiction thing is um, that he oh my god I, I just lost my train of thought. He says quite a few things about the uh, the the sex addiction yes. thing, but basically he he couldn't get enough uh, women. Um, he, oh, I remember. So he has this car accident and they tell him, Chris Gaines has this car accident and they tell him that you're never going to be able to play guitar and we're not even sure if you're ever going to be able to walk again. And then, <laughs> you already know what I'm going to say. And then Chris Gaines says, I knew I was going to be able to walk again. Uh, not playing music. I mean, to be honest with you, 
I was more afraid of never being able to have sex again. <laughs> <laughs> See, if they if they would have had more like over the top stuff like that in this, I think it would have been a lot more successful possibly but then uh see it's really weird it's like it's hard to walk that line like i'm sure he doesn't want chris Gaines to be a joke like he wants to be taken seriously as a guy who can play another genre besides country uh but at the same time how can you how can you take all this seriously like it's uh you know it's a hard it's weird because it it's so detailed. Mm -hmm. Like this backstory is so detailed. Like at one point, uh, you know, you mentioned like his manager stabs him in the back. Yeah. It turns out that like somehow it's not really explained exactly how, but the house that Chris Gaines purchased is somehow actually in the manager's name. Right, yeah. And she was charging him rent yeah. somehow <laughs> because of a contract that they had set up. So I'm guessing right. like in the month, the payments he got, mm -hmm. cause you know, when you're a manager, you get a certain percentage of their whatever. Sure. So I, 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 you know, I guess like there was some money being taken out for that. And so he has to sue her, but uh Oh, guess who he's been sleeping with the manager. Right. They, <laughs> right. I, or as Chris Gaines described it, uh, we had a relationship that it went, Beyond professionalism. <laughs> I felt muscular and compact like corned beef. <laughs> I'm just going to start saying Garth Marenghi lines in the Chris Gaines voice. Uh, let's see what Sis here says. Maybe the sex addiction story was because in real life, Garth Brooks was married with several kids for like 20 years. The word on the street is he cheated on his wife with Trisha Yearwood. Mm, I refuse to believe that. He's Not a wholesome guy. man. <laughs> Chris well, that would be crazy if he did cheat on her and this is also his wife's favorite album. Oh, yeah, that would be. His... Ooh, the plot thickens. Mm, uh, maybe... Like this sounds well, like uh... sounds like a plot from my new book, my new horror book. <laughs> um another another thing too with uh the whole uh sex thing is that when he like meets his long-term girlfriend maria costa he keeps like cheating on her and she right. like keeps staying with him <laughs> oh that, that so maybe, doesn't maybe, fly maybe, in 2023 like. well it makes after you know after your sister lee said that it makes you wonder uh is that like is she a standard for trisha yearwood yeah there you go it's like chris Gaines. It's his way of saying, uh, he's uh, Chris Gaines is the straw man that Gar or Garth, I was going to say Garth Marenghi, that Garth Brooks created as like an apology to all the other women, or at least to his wife, where he's like, see, baby, there's much worse men than me. Look at this Chris Gaines yeah. fella. He's I out there having <laughs> sex with 32 flavors of women. <laughs> I do want to touch on a little bit on like the history of Chris Gaines and how they like show it. So like they talk about how, he had like all these hits on the Billboard chart um, about the number of albums mm -hmm. that Crush, his previous band, sold. Um, I think we we already mentioned that like uh, his best friend Trevor, uh, he died flying himself <laughs> to uh, Dallas where they were going to meet up. And worst rock and roll death ever. But continue. <laughs> it, it's so weird the detail they go into when they tell that story because Garth Brooks is like, I was supposed to, or excuse me, Chris Gaines is like, I was supposed to fly with him, but. But I, but I changed my mind. I said, I'll get there some other way. Just promise me, Trevor, you won't fly at night because I know it's dangerous to fly in the mountains at night. Right. Trevor said he promised me that he was going to wait till morning, but he didn't wait. Yeah, it's like. He went that night. 
it didn't wait. It's like, okay. <laughs> and then like Trevor's mom gives Garth Brooks like a ring, yeah. a family ring oh, to man. remind him of Trevor. See, like and it's that, like a family heirloom. Yeah, see, <laughs> that to, to me feels like sort of a Hollywood hackishness. Like that, like I'm sure that Chris Gaines is mostly uh, Garth, uh, Garth Brooks's idea, but I'm sure he probably sat down with like a screenplay writer or two to flesh out the backstory if you get what i'm saying with like this maybe crap and yeah, yeah maybe i mean from what i read I, I mean don't get me wrong there's other producers on this so i'm sure mm-hmm. like there was definitely like input and changes you know but from what i read i mean it's pretty much like his vision for his backstory uh pretty much um so yeah just very very strange um i i should mention speaking of the billboard charts that uh, a song, it might have been Lost in You, but one of the songs from the Chris Gaines, the, the actual album that got put out, mm-hmm. did make, was number two on the Billboard Top 200. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he did have like a hit as Chris Gaines. It's just like, because this is Garth Brooks and he's, you know, out here selling like 10 million, you know, anytime he puts out an album, they had higher expectations. So that's why they didn't do the movie. But it's crazy because anybody else would have been ecstatic to have 2 million copies right. sold. but Right, right. It's like when, uh, you know, Transformers 1 came out and it did so well, and then it was like diminishing returns, basically. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I got you. What do you think about, what do you think about Garth Brooks' acting performance as Chris Gaines? <laughs> whatever, you know, he's interviewed or whatever. I mean, he is, uh, you know, he's dedicated uh, for, for certain. Um, I mean, like I said, you know, I think he sort of created a persona that he could actually pull off. I mean, there's not exactly. too much to a Chris Gaines voice. I mean, we've been doing it the whole show. Um, and, you know, he and because he's so low energy, right, right. Like, and a lot of times he kind of like he he very rarely looks directly at the camera, or even when they're doing like the side profile thing, like like as if he's talking to somebody that's interviewing him. He never like looks at them. You know, he's always kind of down and dour right. with his he, face. Yeah, so. he wants to make sure that you know you think that Chris Gaines is his real. I mean, this is all. I, I'm sure he must have had like a an acting coach um, to help him sell like you know the idea of Chris Gaines. And I mean, I'm sure they were all like, well, well, what can we do here? Like, what can, how can we make a character that's different from a Garth Brooks, but then something that's easy enough for him to pull off. Like, that's why he's Australian, because, I mean, obviously, he can't be from, like, I don't know, Russia or, I don't know, Southeast Asia or something like that. Right, 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 and right. And again, that's and that's also why they moved when he was so young. That why, that way, he doesn't have to do an Australian accent. I would love to hear Garth Brooks try to do an a Australian accent, though. I think it would, that be, would not be good. pretty hilarious. Uh, I will say... Um, so I, I feel like when they first start the the documentary that the shot on Chris Gaines is like really close. You can't really tell what uh, what he's like wearing like and but then it like pulls back as the documentary goes on. And I swear, doesn't Garth Brooks wear like that same red shirt? Like, isn't that like one of the things that he's sort of synonymous with that Chris Gaines was wearing like towards the end of the documentary? Do you get what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Not no, I mean not 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 that I can remember. I'm not saying you're wrong. I, I, I just don't recall. But uh, you know, I, I you know something I was gonna say earlier, but didn't is when we were talking about like you know who's who's the mask, Chris Gaines or Garth Brooks, mm-hmm. and it's like, well, where does Chris Gaines begin and Garth Brooks end? Oh, you know. No. Oh, no. <laughs> 
feel like maybe Garth, maybe they, maybe there was maybe that was on purpose to, to have that subtext there. Garth Brooks should bring Chris Gaines back, and here's how we should do it. He does a buddy cop movie where he has to go undercover as Chris Gaines in the music business to like snuff out I don't know some like uh, drug dealers or something like that. Uh, and uh, who should be his uh, his co-star? Um, uh, well, in the movie, Ashley Judd was going to be supposedly like a female fan that was like following him around. Right. Uh, right. Which it's too bad that she wasn't. She was. Uh, I don't know if you know, but she's in a few episodes of Star Trek: The Next Generation. <laughs> I did not know. Like, I don't yep. know. I mean, she's, she's not like Wesley Crusher's love interest in one of them. I mean, she's not like the greatest actress or anything. I don't know if I'd be proud of that. But hey, <laughs> you do you. Uh, but um, I, I was just pointing it out, sir. But, uh, <laughs> you just want to mention Star I, Trek. I get it. I get yes, it. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Uh, I, but I do want to say that um, it, uh, I, I, something I forgot to mention is that "Lost in You," the song that was on the you know Billboard, almost the top of the Billboard mm-hmm. charts, it beat out uh, "Destiny's Child." Bills, bills, bills. <laughs> good, good. Which is kind of crazy to think about, like on the pop mm-hmm. charts that um it, it beat it out but uh and by several spaces it was only number nine <laughs> and then garth brooks was like uh, the destiny child oh, and chris gaines was like i'm really sorry destiny's child maybe you guys want to come over <laughs> and, uh, you know we'll uh we'll try a couple more flavors <laughs> but uh um uh, hopefully they were of age at the time i don't know uh anyway uh I was going to say a few of the more over-the-top things that uh, stood out to me was uh, one of Chris Gaines' uh, solo albums. I think it was like the second or third one. I think it's the one that he did um, maybe when he – I think it was before his uh, his accident, Fornicopia. Oh, yeah, 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 Fornicopia. Yeah, it's a that great album. That is the album, best I, I gotta, name I gotta admit. ever. Like, whoever wrote that, I mean, they they really earned their paycheck with that. And see, more stuff like that, and uh, this would have been a lot more entertaining. And then another thing is, um, and this is obviously after the, uh, the accident, he's uh, recording in his Malibu mansion, like, with his producer, and then they get word that there's uh, California wildfires, which... In case you don't know, that's a pretty common occurrence out here. But it wasn't enough that they were just regular wildfires, you know, started by natural occurrences. They were set by arsonists for some reason. Did you did you catch that? Yeah, yeah. Like, why? And he wouldn't, like, leave the house. Yeah. He's like, no, no, I'm going to stay here and get... <laughs> like, I want the other side of my face to match. Like, I want to get a new face again, a third face. <laughs> I want to look like that guy from Sugar Ray. Uh, but um, he, uh, yeah, and he said, or I think it was his friend or producer or whatever. Yeah, then, then Chris got up there on the roof with his hose to fight the fires. But it wasn't enough. <laughs> like, that's like, car- <laughs> that's cartoon shit. That is like Looney Tunes stuff. But right you know there. how he, he ended up blowing the fire away with his hose? <laughs> Obviously he didn't. Because uh, for what... Oh. Whatever reason, they had to burn his uh, house to the ground. Like, I don't know. I guess they just wanted more adversity for yeah. Chris Vane, Gaines to overcome. 
Yeah. So Creative KV in the chat had written, uh, speaking of Chris Gaines, and uh, I think he, I, I, people I don't know anything about the background of this musician, but he looks like the living personification of No Fear t Yeah, oh, <laughs> nailed it. Oh, and I just uh, came up with another a Garth and Garth connection, if you will. It's like, oh, we tried all the positions, on top, on bottom, and doggy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did read that... Um, there's rumors that uh, Keith Urban, the Australian country mm -hmm. music singer, uh, you know, like strongly influenced the character. Oh, was uh, he even basically a, both a Keith thing back then at that time. Oh uh, yeah, I've... yeah. Keith Urban and uh, this uh, and Keith Urban and Chris Gaines were both born in the same town, oh, wow. Australia. Same year, they both signed to the same record label, and obviously they both do uh, similar music. Both in the band Crush. Um, <laughs> and they both have soul patches. Oh wow, huh? That's really weird. Like to rip to not or to borrow from one of your colleagues so specifically. Um, but yeah, I mean, maybe it's a coincidence. Seems a little strange, mm -hmm. but uh, I, I I also read this great quote from Garth Brooks uh, about it. I mean, I've read a few of them, but I really like this one because you know he like really takes it in stride. Mm -hmm. um, the the that people crapped on this and. He also is, I appreciate that he was earnest in his attempt at doing this whole thing. He said, um, <clears throat> excuse me, this is from a 2015 interview. Garth Brooks said, all I can say is my ribs are still sore from getting the shit kicked out of me for doing that. <laughs> referring to Chris Gaines. But, but I love that record and I would do it again in a heartbeat to tell you the truth. Because it's all about the music and I thought the music was fantastic. Uh so, I mean, that's a that, I, mean, I like his attitude, and I did. Uh, I saw a clip of him on YouTube, and I'm, I'm wondering if you caught this. Uh, I think he was like on stage uh, talking about, I guess, the upcoming movie, and he was saying that the guy he got to play uh, young Chris Gaines is the same guy who played like a uh, young Brad Pitt in Seven Years to Tibet, and he was like, Oh, yeah, you know, gorgeous, gorgeous young kid. And, uh, and then I said, and then he gets, and after he gets into the car accident, that's when I take over and he goes, and then, <laughs> wait, wait, I'm funny. not done yet. I'm not done. And then my brother, this is Garth Brooks, like saying for real, talking to the crowd, my brother mm -hmm. goes, whew, that must've been some car accident. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's pretty funny. And, uh, I also um, think it's funny. Uh, and it's also very, I guess, sort of cliche. Did you ever see the, um, uh, the Weird Al, um, the new Weird Al biopic that Daniel Radcliffe did. No, I haven't seen like, it. Like you know, the whole joke is that when um, when there's a biopic about like a musician or a celebrity, they always pick like the hottest like person to play young mm -hmm. them. And yeah, and Garth Brooks did the same thing. <laughs> apparently, that's yeah. pretty funny. Uh, Smoke Monster. This is like you know we were saying after I read the quote where he's like it's all about the music. Smoke Monster wrote it's kind of not about the music though from the sound yeah, of it. No, I agree <laughs> with Smoke Monster. Like I was, I again from the look of Chris Gaines, I assumed that he was gonna sound like a Creed or something like that. Maybe it's sort of more of like the harder alternative music at, of the time. Uh, and yeah, uh, no. He uh, he does not sound like that at all, as yeah. we said. I mean, I get Garth, you know, obviously wanted to put out an album on music that he enjoyed, but I almost think it would have been more successful or more interesting if he had done a genre that's like so completely out of left, like like yes. metal. See, or something. that that is what I'm saying. Like he, something like he didn't go far enough with uh, with Chris Gaines. Like 
with the music yes, part. Right, with the music. The the backstory, you could argue he went a little too far. <laughs> I mean, I would say still not. I mean, I would say he went into interesting directions with the backstory, uh, yeah. for sure. But uh, but yeah, like if he would have gone full in into like a a full on genre, because I mean, pop is pop. It, that's why it's called pop. It's not like a real genre. If it was like um, you know, real like hard rock or even like the alternative at the time, or like you said, metal or actual like punk, like that would have been mm-hmm. really interesting. If like his song or his like lyric content was really over the top, um, like that would have been something that I would have gravitated to. Uh, I don't know. I think maybe if he would have uh, picked a side, then perhaps it would have gone a little bit further. But uh, hey, he's still, like you said, what was it? Number one on the billboard or uh, number yeah. two on the pop billboard chart, the, the, the top, the billboard 200 top 200 pop. And sadly, Chris Gaines got, um, went further than you and I ever did. So <laughs> very, very true. Very true. In fact, uh, I don't know if you came across this in your research, but in uh, 2019, Steve, I don't know. Well, maybe you attended. I don't know what you were doing in 2019, but the first Gaines Fest <laughs> happened. It was called Gaines. Oh, I'm Ms. not Gaines kidding. Fest? I'm putting a Shit. link. I'm putting a link to the Facebook event page. Uh, it's in, in the chat. It was called Gaines Fest 2019, a celebration of the life of Chris oh, Gaines. Oh man, how many hipsters attended that? Ironically, I wonder. <laughs> Well, uh, let me tell you a little bit uh, about what they wrote here. Um, please join us for an evening in celebration of the 20-year anniversary of the album release. The festivities include a Chris Gaines lookalike contest, oh. a Chris Gaines, a Chris Gaines tribute band, which is funny because Garth Brooks is a, Ga- a Chris Gaines tribute band right, himself. Right. Uh, <laughs> art for sale inspired by Chris oh, Gaines. Man. And then uh, and more. So, yeah, it was held in Nashville at a uh, bar called the Cobra Nashville, which is a pretty cool bar name Um, run by Cobra Cobra Commander, uh, of course. And yes, yes, of course, of course. Um, But uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. I I think we pretty much hit on all the uh, big beats for Chris Mm -hmm. Gaines. He eventually ends up, uh, you know, kicking his sex addiction Mm -hmm. and he stays with Maria Costa. They're happily ever after. Um, and yeah, he's, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but they end with him talking about how he's got a new album coming yeah, the out. The Lamb. The Lamb um, was the, uh, the Lamb, right, because right. this whole thing is basically just publicity for the movie, um, that, what that never came out. That never was. Yeah. The only other thing I have to mention is that I did come across a video, uh, of him performing somewhere as Chris. K- oh, I'm sorry. There is one beat from the mockumentary I do sure. want to mention. So after his accident, Chris Gaines teaches, you know, he goes to rehab, mm-hmm. uh, physical rehab, gets himself walking mm-hmm. again, has to teach himself how to play guitar from scratch right. again. Uh, and then when he starts writing his new music, he, uh, he, he basically starts driving across the country, just finding little dive bars <laughs> to play right, in. Right. Unannounced. And he ends up in the, writing these new the songs. Mississippi Delta, uh, Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All these places. And then when he comes back, he's got like a new album of music. And he's like, you know, when I came back with my music, I brought something back. Nobody expected. I brought back. soul. <laughs> and, and basically, they say that like his new album is like R&B right, inspired right. Or, or, or I'm sorry. He made a new album that was R&B inspired. It was a big hit. 
critical hit, you know, multiple times platinum. And then they, I think is when they go into like how his next album is going to be the lamb or whatever. Right. Oh but, yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. Cause I laughed. I died when, uh, when he said that, um, and uh yeah that was uh i th- think we pretty much hit it all but man i'm really uh how long do you think uh ai will become advanced enough to where it will you, someone could go into a prompt and be like uh hey chat gpt uh make me uh the life behind chris gaines like movie that we never got to see <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know, Chris Gaines is such an uh, interesting artist, Steve. I don't know that uh, I can replicate there him. is any imitating. Yeah. The only AI that can replicate him is Garth yeah. Brooks himself. <laughs> Are you saying Garth Brooks is a robot? No, no, he's the only intelligence capable. Wow. All right, of, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I, I dig it. Yeah, yeah, sorry. I, I, I misspoke. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, should we uh, render a yeah, verdict? Yeah, let's do this. All right, so here we go. All right, so uh, you hell gains. <laughs> do you think that uh, the? I guess let's just say, do you think that Chris Gaines should be remembered for all of human history? We're tossed in the black void of obscurity. Where there is no soul uh, for all eternity. Just a patch yeah, of hair. Just a soul. <laughs> <laughs> um, so whether we're talking about Chris Gaines or the specifically the Behind the Music documentary, I say you should be remembered. I I gotta be honest. This is one of the my favorite things that we've ever what? watched. What? Oh my uh, god, that's crazy. It was so ridiculous. Like now, if it was like on a real person. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, oh, okay, it was, uh, you know, your average behind the music or whatever. Interesting, but, you know, nothing crazy. But just knowing that, like, this is just Garth Brooks just being like, I want to do something real weird uh, <laughs> and really committing to it. And and everybody, for the most part, that's interviewed puts in, like, a very believable performance. Um, I, honestly, like, there's only a couple times watching it where I was like, oh, Chris Gaines looks like Garth, Garth Brooks here. Mm. Like he does a good job between the the lighting and the way he tilts his head of not looking like Garth Brooks. Um, and yeah, I, I think it's very believable. Uh, and I was stone cold sober watching this. Uh, I and it's hilarious because it's so ridiculous. Like just when you think there can't be more detail, there's more detail. Just when you think you're done hearing about Chris Gaines, uh, you know, sex life, you're not. <laughs> okay, so that's a remembered for you. That's a it's, it's a very strong remember for wow. me. Well, I want you to know that I was sampling 31 flavors of women when I was watching this. No. It's 32. No, <laughs> that's not true at all. Uh but uh oh man, uh I think you liked this uh, way more than I did. Uh I was uh, bored in places. I mean, I couldn't believe I mean, I can and can't believe. I was like, "Wow, some people really put in a lot of work and they definitely put some money behind this like completely fake idea which that yeah it was in fascinating and of itself is fascinating Be- but i was bored and the thing that really like if they would have had more over the top stuff then i could probably give it a remembered uh but the thing that really killed me was just how how awful the music was <laughs> like <laughs> oh yeah the, the yeah the music's so like meh. it's so so generic generic yeah, yeah. so 
I, I mean, but I, I will say that I didn't hate it. I'm glad that we watched it because I never would have watched it otherwise if it wasn't for us doing this show. Uh, so I think it deserves a very positive stalemate. So here we go. Here's the stalemate. Mr. Sin, those pathetic podcasters known as Obscurity Now have once again rendered a verdict of no contest. That's right, a stalemate. They've wasted everyone's time. They are just as lazy as Congress and twice as corrupt. Boo, I say. Tar and feather them. Get out the guillotine. Boo to stalemate and boo to Obscurity Now. Okay. Wow. Well... Whew, man, I can't believe we're talking about Chris Gaines or talked about Chris Gaines in 2023. <laughs> we're really doing the world a service here, eh, pal? Uh, absolutely. Uh, by the way, Smoke Monster complimented you. He said, uh, nice newspaper spin. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I, I Actually, you know what's funny? Like the um, the stalemate bumper is like my favorite of the three bumpers just because it's like, ah, they wasted your time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I uh, really hope that uh, you don't feel that way, listeners and viewers. Um, but uh, anything else to add before I, we sign off here, uh, Mr. No, Gaines? No, no. I mean, hey, if somebody has 45 minutes or you want something on in the background that you can occasionally laugh at, you know, yeah. pay a little attention to and, and laugh at, I mean, you'll get it from here. I, I Again, I thought like, I do agree with you that the story itself, it's a very pedestrian behind the music, but because it's all fake and everyone commits to it so hard, like it, I just found it fascinating, like from a production standpoint, all the I, I we didn't really I know I mentioned it a little bit, but we didn't get into like how many pictures yeah. there are of Chris Gaines, like from concerts, behind the scenes stuff that supposedly happened. Right. I mean it, I, I mean, I would say over a hundred easily. Yeah, I mean, they definitely uh, gave. I'm, I'm sure they just threw a bunch of money at the behind the music people, and they're like, "Look, just treat this guy like he was real, yeah. and if you uh, need something, then you just go ahead and create it." Yeah, they they made like several like music videos that they only show clips of from a few mm -hmm. seconds from songs, but I mean, there's like sets built mm -hmm. and stuff. Like at one point, he's like walking through. Although this might be like a real music video that they actually released, he's walking through like a, almost like a, a hallway full of CRT TVs, and they're super stacked high. And um, so yeah, I mean, I, I just found it really fascinating, both from a just just that Garth Brooks did this, mm. the level of commitment and the level of production and time and attention to detail. Like, I, I thought it was. I'm great. sure. Yeah, he was obviously willing to make this thing work, uh, even if it meant doing a, a fake documentary. Uh, there's another similar sort of behind the music. If you're into like the mockumentary style where an episode of The Simpsons was called Behind the Laughter and it's treated exactly oh, yeah. the same way as uh, as a behind the music or behind the life of uh, Chris Gaines and uh it is uh hilarious uh, as you might imagine um but uh but yeah like as i said i i didn't completely hate it uh I, it, it deserves a very positive stalemate and um i i can't believe there was a Chris Gaines fest in 2019 if uh if you and i look look at what covid took yeah. from us <laughs> Like if we ever uh, start making music again, we'll we'll cover a Chris Gaines. Well, it's not a Chris Gaines song; it's whoever's he's ripping off. But uh, sure, sure, I'll, we'll sure. cover one. Um, but um, but yeah, I think uh, anything else to add, Mister Mister Velas Gaines? 
<laughs> no, no, no. I think we've covered it quite nicely, Steve. I, I think uh, it's ready. Uh, it's time for us to uh, to get out of here. All right. Well, uh, thank you all for listening. I forgot to mention at the top of the show, but if you made it this far, please subscribe. Uh, uh, obviously, it will help create awareness of Chris Gaines and all the other weird crap that we talk about. Uh, and it would help us out a lot. And uh, stay tuned for a trailer for my comic book, uh, Escape to Earth, where you can buy uh, both issues on the Reptilian Media Store. Uh, there's a link in the description. Uh, otherwise, we will see you next Sunday, where we will continue to discuss even more obscure media, only on Obscurity Now. See you next week. I'm having a weird, weird day. My name's Adam. Where I'm from, I'm known as the Zero Thief. Depending on who you ask, some might say I'm the best thief. But believe it or not, even the best screws up every once in a while. And that's what I did, and I had to make a fast getaway. I ended up crash landing on this bizarre planet. Turns out, I didn't get away fast enough. These winged freaks followed me here. It's just us here, zero thief, on this empty backwards planet. So start talking, either to me or my way. Okay, okay, I do have something to tell you. It's about the planet. It's not that empty. Come on, man. I thought you were going to die. Come me loose. Come me loose. Behind you. Whoa. Thought I was done for. It was going to be a light snack for a snarling creature. But then she showed up, riding on the back of one of those monsters like it was nothing. And with a wave of her hand, the other razor-toothed beast just stomped away. I'd never seen anyone like her before in my life. I thought I'd say something clever. Thanks, uh, have you seen my ship? She gave me a look that said more than words ever could, because I think she was trying to read my mind or something. And from there, things just got even weirder. Thirty-six pages of insane dinosaur action. Issue one available now at reptilianmedia.bigcartel.com, featuring a variant cover by Sean Forney. Act now while supplies last. You've been enjoying Obscurity Now, a podcast that's recorded live to tape and streamed to Twitch and YouTube. Subscribe so you never miss an episode or hilarious quip. Take us with you by following the download links provided in the show notes to wherever you get podcasts. And take notice of our various social media links if that's what you're into. I'm not here to judge. And make sure you join us live next week at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific as we continue to discuss more obscure media only on Obscure Now.